If you think that perfection means that you are going to learn and grow, you are wrong. You have to make mistakes. And, they, and please, God damn it. Let them be glorious, garbage fire, <laughs> wow, that was embarrassing mistakes, because that's where you learn the most. Welcome back to This Juicy Life. I'm Lauren. And I'm Aaliyah. And we are so thrilled that you're here with us to explore what are the key ingredients to a juicy life and how do we implement them so that we can squeeze more out of this awesome life. Yes, please. Mm -hmm. With us today, we have Tyler Boyle. He's an events host, artist, and entertainer. He's also a professional hype guy, dance entertainer, professional host, slash MC, speaker, educator, visual artist. He is a multi-hyphenate extraordinaire. Oh my word. Tyler has worked with various cultural festivals, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Rogers Center, the Canadian Cancer Society, the Special Olympics, and the Heart and Stroke Foundation, enlivening their events with his interactive dance experiences. He's also an elementary school teacher. He's a recipient of the 2020 Prime Minister's Award of Teaching Excellence, amongst a whole list of other awards. In 2017, he spoke at TEDx Collingwood, where he presented an interactive talk titled Mindful Metacognition. And his current passion project includes expanding his Dreamwalkers meditations, which are easily accessible meditations for youth in schools. And that's actually one of the ways that I was introduced to Tyler through some of my mom slash teacher friends who were using some of his meditations with their students and children. So very cool. Mm -hmm. This conversation is loaded with juicy nuggets and Tyler wasn't born this way or he didn't, he didn't all, he wasn't always a hype guy. His journey is one, uh, which he'll speak to where he goes from being, I think he would describe deeply disconnected and struggling with anxiety to really claiming the truth of who he is, claiming and expressing his sexuality and really learning how to show up authentically and help other people do that. So I hope you get something out of this conversation. I know we sure did. And without further ado, here we go. Awesome. Tyler, thanks so much for being here. We're so I'm excited to chat pumped. with you. Yeah, me Yay. too. I'm super pumped. I feel like it's like it's like the first date vibes where I'm like, I don't yeah. know very much about you, but I, from Same. what I do know, I love and I just want to know more. And so I'm just really excited to dive in and hear all about what you're all about. Well, that's so good. Like it's I'm I'm in the dating scene myself and it's very hard to be excited about a first date anymore. So I don't <laughs> oh, know no. if you, know, you can relate, but <laughs> I mean, I'm glad we're all excited for a first date together. That's new. I love it. You know, I'm always excited the about podcast. the first date. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, who is a, who's a uh, dating coach, a relationship coach, and she was talking about juicy dating, so you'll have to uh, tune into that when it comes out. Yeah, yeah I, act, I actually just voice noted her just before this, mm -hmm. getting, jumping on here, because I went on a, a first date, and I told her she helped me realize that uh, it's it's 
it's better to be open to experiences in dating rather than, is this my person? Isn't this, is this not my person? What am I looking for? But like, just be open to an experience because you never know what you're going to get from an experience. So as soon as I declared to the universe, I'm open to experiences, three people asked me out in one day and I was like, whoa, okay, we're doing, we're doing this. And so I was sharing that with her and sharing with, you know, this date I went on with her and just giving her the download because it was because of our conversation that I opened up my perspective and, yeah, first dates are the best. It's the second date I'm not so sure about. Like that, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't usually get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not usually interested in round two. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. First date, good. That was juicy. Next, yeah, yeah. onto the no. swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. You, you know what's actually really funny? I had met you once before, um, but years and years and years ago, and it was at a bachelorette party. And I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, Leah. But it was a bachelorette party. It was my cousin's bachelorette party. And I saw, I looked, happened to look at the window at the exact right time. And I saw Tyler outside with my cousin, like my cousin's sister. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I saw him walking in and it was like a big surprise thing. And I was dying inside of mortification because I thought Tyler was a stripper <laughs> that was coming to this bachelorette party. Amazing. And I was losing my mind, dying of mortification. And then the doorbell rang and I was like, guys, please, 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 no, please, please. I can't, I can't handle it. Like I'm here with all my family and people I don't know. This is just too weird. And then, and then the doorbell rang and there was like a giant wrapped present. And I was like, God, no, 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 no. And I just was <laughs> losing it. And then Tyler popped out and he was like, I'm not what you think I am. I'm actually here to facilitate this rad ass dance party and then it was this amazing experience and it was so much fun so uh, we have met before but we didn't actually have a conversation but I thought you were really cool then so thank you thank you and that is that um uh, that is something that I knew was going to happen when I jumped out of that box that was a big (laughs) wrapped gift I was like everybody here thinks I'm getting naked and actually (laughs) somebody at that party pulled me aside I believe it was the bride-to-be pulled me aside and said no seriously please just leave your underwear on and I said no seriously (laughs) all of my clothes will stay on and she goes no, but seriously, just leave <laughs> so <laughs> that juicy life, baby. Yeah. Stripper you know, in there. You're out of the boxes, list. though. I imagine. Yeah, so yeah. When you're doing this kind of thing, I, I suspect. I wish I'm sure there was. Cake. I'm sure there was a few women that were like, "No, but seriously, take your clothes off." Yeah. <laughs> yes, I still got it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, yes. One of the things I read on your website is that you're a professional hype guy. And there was actually so many things that we'll get into, but that I read on your website that I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. Oh my God. I want to know more. So we will, we'll, we'll jump it. We'll jump into all of it, but, uh, maybe, maybe actually I'm, I'm curious to start with because it, I noticed that you you used to be an elementary school teacher mm-hmm. and have some really beautiful accolades for doing that. And I thought to myself, just based on the little I know about you from what I read and can kind of sense, God, I wish I had an elementary school teacher yeah. like you, you know, like it's Thank just you. so beautiful. And then you've got this project. Uh, it's the Dream Walkers Meditations Project where you're teaching children to meditate. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about that because that is so fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think we're unintentionally jumping into these these elements of my own juicy life. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, yes, I am still an elementary school teacher. I, I teach a couple days a week, 
but I am also um, a meditation coach for adults, um, high-performing adults, or anybody who wants to to know more about meditation. Um, But my passion is bringing meditation and mindfulness practices into schools in a manner that works. Mm -hmm. Um, So many of the resources out there are kind of surface level, like this is how you teach a kid to um, breathe mindfully. But I focus on Eve, if we're giving them those mindfulness skills, how can I enhance that experience so much that it drops them down into a different level of brainwave state? So they're actually getting the fullest, juiciest, juiciest experience out of a, a meditation or mindfulness practice. Because if I'm just teaching them to breathe differently, yes, I'm calming them down, but can I go the extra mile in helping kids actually drop down into a low beta uh, brainwave state or even theta, um, mm. which is all the science of the mind. But um, that's where my real passion is, is especially post COVID. What, what's, what can I do to make this world a better place? Mm. Yeah, that's love amazing. It. And I love that you, by, by going that extra mile, you're giving them an experience of what it feels like, which gives them the incentive to want to keep practicing and exploring. Because if we don't if we just know how to do something, but we don't really have that juicy experience, we're not going to keep doing it. Amen, so that's, sister. That's so, so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, what is what is juicy about that for you? Like what is juicy about being of service in that way? It, it, there, there's tons of studies on this, but um, I, and I need not tell you both, but just as a reminder today, like if you, if you look at what happens in somebody's brain when they are in service of others, versus um, when they do something for themselves, the endorphins, the adrenaline, the good juju that comes from being in service of others is greater to or matched the same as when you do something nice for yourself. And usually it's greater. And so, I mean, life is hard. Life is difficult. And when we go out of our way to, to do something great for somebody else, it's so good. Like I was just watching this thing on, it was some TikTok or something, I don't know, um, where these people were stopped in the grocery store or in, in Walmart or something and said, would you like $1,000 for yourself or $10,000 to give away? And um, somebody said, I want the $10,000 and then booked it down the aisle and gave it to this woman walking a baby and was like, here's $10,000. Uh. And like, I start crying as I'm watching it. Everybody in the video is crying as they're living it versus the person who's like, thank you for the 10,000 or for the $1,000. I really needed this. There's energy there. But even as somebody watching this experience of somebody being so selfless to say, I'm giving away 10 G right now, all of a sudden, like me watching it on something as stupid as TikTok, I can get that rush too. Mm. So actually on my invoices for all of the work I do, I call myself Tyler Boyle spirit artist, because I like to, I like to give, give, the nudge, nudge that I'm in the business of making people happy and all the different things that I do, because there's a kickback for me. So don't don't be like, oh my gosh, Tyler's so selfish. He's selfless. He's so he's so cute that way. No, there is a selfish <laughs> kickback. There is a selfish kickback to these things, of course. Right? It feels good to be a good 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 person. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I was going to ask you what the spirit artist meant to you because I I saw that and was just instantly tickled by that concept. Mm-hmm. And so that's really a great way to explain it. Right? I There's it. it it's 
it's the art of um, lifting somebody's spirit with everything with everything that I do. Like my juicy life is all about saying yes to things. Is all about and we've all heard that before, right? Like just say yes, have a yes day, yes, yes, yes. But I I really and truly live the yes life, like. I am right now, my current job list, and I'm not even shitting you. <laughs> my, current, my current job list is I'm a teacher, an entertainer, a dancer, a meditation coach, a pre-dating coach, an intuitive, a reflexologist, a painter, a sculpture, a host, MC, speaker, and educational consultant. Both are my jobs right now. And the reason why is because I once said yes to it and went, oh my gosh, this feels so good to do. And so now I keep it in my back pocket. And yes, some of these are obviously hobby endeavors, but to have a, a life resume like that is one, something that fills me up. But how do I have a life resume like that is because of saying yes to new opportunities, right? Having this, this slight cockiness to go, I could do that. And then doing it, <laughs> right? Bravery yeah. too, like yeah. to Bravery. get out of the comfort zone and to step into something new because it inspires you or feels exciting for you. That's really cool. How do you stay out of, I'm curious and all that, because I can relate to being a yes person. Like I just, I'm always like that, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And mm -hmm. Lauren and I are both multi-hyphenates in, you know, what we love and what we do. How do you stay out of overwhelm when you're <laughs> saying yes so much? Okay. Th this is a great question. So it depends. It <clears throat> I used to believe that life was all about finding work-life balance. And then I listened to a podcast or a book, I can't remember what, that talked about how life isn't about having a day-to-day -day balance. Like I need to work for eight hours and then I need to go home and play with my dog for an hour. And then I need to play my, with my kids for two. I have to cook for an hour and then I have to read for an hour before bed. That is a balanced day. What this person presented, and I wish I could give them credit, but I forget who it was. What this person presented was actually something different. That life goes between being out of balance and in balance. Some months you will be balls to the wall and other months you will not. And then other months you're overwhelmed and other months you are not. Or that could be week to week or day to day. So overwhelm is a part of it because even if I were, uh, do either of you have kids? No. No. no so no, like if we, if aunties. we were aunties, yeah, I'm an <laughs> uncle. So even if we were, let's say parents, right. Mm -hmm. Um, there is the overwhelm of soccer practice, hockey practice, getting them to school, um, parent council meeting, blah, 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 blah. So overwhelm is something that we can't get away from. But if you're doing what you love, then it feels a lot different than if you're doing things that suck. Yeah, so true. So, so, so true. Mm -hmm. Right? So, true. Yeah. so they're, they're, it, it, it feels okay to, to um, it feels okay to be overwhelmed. Like sometimes I get really overwhelmed and I walk through my house and I shake my head and I went, I fucked this week up. Like this was too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I find the balance I find the balance later. I know that after that balls to the wall week, that Saturday and Sunday, or maybe just Sunday, whatever it might be, I'm, I, I give myself permission to put my feet up. Very does, cool. Does the um, spirit artist 
uh, moniker really connect the dots between all of the different jobs and passion projects that you do? I would, I would say, yeah, because there, a lot of them are about, um, about being in service to others. Mm. Um, like the, the teacher, the entertainer, um, the way that I entertain is, as you had mentioned, I'm a, I'm a hype guy and dance party facilitator. Um, the meditation, reflexology, doing intuitive readings for people. These are all things that are, um, that affect the lives of others very directly. And so spirit artist, I'm, I'm literally in the business of making people happy, hopefully, if I'm doing my job right. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love it. What's the, I'm curious, what's the juiciest thing you've, um, you've done today? If today, all of those things today, 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 um, was a teaching day for me, but mm-hmm. the honest to goodness, juiciest thing I'd like to give credit to my students. I can't, um, it's being, it's being on with you. And I'm not saying that just to pump <laughs> your tires, but I'm very passionate about this stuff. Like the, the, the idea of a podcast, uh, of exploring, other like different people's juicy lives is so fascinating to me. Like what, what is your secret to success? What is your secret to happiness? Um, And yeah, we're not happy all the time. No, never. But what helps you, what sets you apart to, to be an inspiration to others, to be happy. So I'm my juicy part of my day is being on with you both right now. So oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to change. I'm going to flip the, flip the switch on that question to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. But what is juicy? What's, what, what's inspiring about you? Mm. I mean, I can draw all of the things from everything you've said, but what feels like you're. Okay. Okay. Um, this is, um, Okay. I think when somebody, I'm going to get a bit hippie here, but I'll ground us in a second. Please, you're so, in a safe space. <laughs> okay. You don't even know. You don't even know who you're okay. talking to. Okay. So, I mean, we hear about people high vibing, right? Like being at a high vibration or, or what have you. When you're happy and you're living your authentic life and you're high vibing, it's, it's catching. It's contagious. And I guess what's inspirational about me is that when I'm in, when I'm in my element, it's catching to other people to have them come up and ask questions. What is it you do that has you this way? What is it you, what, what's your story, sir? Um, and let me give you an example. Um, I was in Morocco for an, um, an artist retreat for my painting and sculpting. And I, met a man named Vlad for like a day trip. I literally knew this man for one single day. And um, we became Instagram friends. And he started posting, when he got home, he started posting a video of him taking a salsa class, of him taking an aerial silks class. And I mean, um, it's 2022, gender stereotypes and all that aside, I am going to say that his physical stature of being muscular and very masculine presenting and straight, the fact that he's doing aerial silks as the only man in the class and taking salsa and blah, blah, blah. I shouted out to him. I was like, 
I love what you're doing. Like, this is so inspirational. Like, good for you. This is so random. And you're the only dude in that class and you don't care. He's like, first of all, great way to meet ladies. Second of all, (laughs) second of all, the reason that this happened is because I met you. Uh... And it was only for one single day that I knew this man. And we never hung out another day while we were in Morocco. We literally spent one day together on a day trip. And then the bus brought us back to a central point and we went to our our separate hostels. And he's like, you made such an impact on me that day where in conversation, it's not like I was firing my own horn the the entire conversation or monopolizing it. I was simply sharing my stories of my life in turn with the other guys that I was, that I'd met that day. And uh, he said it made an impact. I realized I wasn't um, doing everything that I could. He's like, there's so much adventure to be had. Even when you're home, there's adventure to be had. You don't need to be in Morocco to be on an adventure, right? This is something that that I that I think that more people need to reflect on. Um, is are you alive or are you living, mm. right? I love that you you two are both taking this chance right now on a podcast. Like, I mean, if we're being honest, the 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 podcast world is very oversaturated. Somebody could say, I believe I heard somewhere that the average amount of listeners to uh, most podcasts on Apple Podcasts is like 120 listeners. But guess what? Both of you are shooting your shot being like, this is a passion for us and I don't give a shit. And that's catching. Right? Totally. And and just like you said with with Vlad, you know, this is one person who you set, spent a limited amount of time with and then affected in such a deep way, unknowingly, just by Completely being not. you, mm-hmm. which is so, it's so beautiful. And, and then love, Vlad's out there in the world too, making yes, a ripple effect. Yes, right? mm-hmm. yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Just mm-hmm. by being you and being someone who says yes to life, mm-hmm. to being alive versus mm-hmm. just living, floating through the the day which mm-hmm. is why we're doing this podcast because we really we want we we are all living we're all here mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. it until we're not mm-hmm. but we want to squeeze the most out of this life we want to help people squeeze the most out of the moments the the date the minutia you know mm-hmm. get so, into it yeah let's t- turn up the dial on being alive and fully, fully living this life, whether it's just in a, in a tiny moment or saying yes to something that's scary and big, but mm-hmm. just it's, there's, there's always an opportunity, um, yeah, to, to figure out like, you know, like you were speaking to earlier about the overwhelm, you know, I, I've had the tendency in the past to get very overwhelmed and feel like everything's a chore. And I just, and, and, and it may have started with things that I love, but then I'm overwhelmed. So I'm in the energy of overwhelm and I'm just trying to get them done. So what I'm trying to do now in my life is ask myself constantly, how can I make this more juicy? Like, how can I have more fun? How can I Mm -hmm. play more with this Mm -hmm. so that it's, so that I'm bringing intentionality and energy to the experience Mm -hmm. versus just trying to get get through it so I can get the next thing done so that I can, you know, feel like, whew, we're, we're, you know, now I can have some balance. So yeah, just the, the, the saying yes and squeezing, squeezing the juice out is, is what we're here for. Yeah. Like, I mean, here's, here's another thought, right? So beyond just, are you alive or, or, or are you living? One thing, somebody on a podcast once asked me, um, what are you afraid of? And my rebuttal to that, he's like, what's your biggest fear? And I said to him, 
can I ask you a question first? He says, yes. I said, does, do any of your, your guests say that they're afraid of dying? And he goes, yes, a, a handful of guests do say that they're afraid of dying. And one, it, in my mid twenties, because I wasn't living my own authentic life, um, I was, I had an acute panic and anxiety disorder. I was on medication. I was seeing a therapist. I was a shell of, of myself. And, um, after I started to live more authentically and live a more juicy life and pursue those things that I had to get out of my own way to achieve, I realized that I actually have achieved so much. I'm 39 years old. And if I croak tomorrow, I will be like, I'll get to the pearly gates and I'll be like, I fucking nailed that. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and that's yeah. just it is like so many people just live their day to day because they're busy and, and as they should. And nobody needs to live with all the hyphenated jobs that I have. This is just my passion and that's how ADHD I am. But filling in your life with adventure so that if you, it, life is precious, precious, precious. And if you croak tomorrow, are you going to be like, nailed it? Are you going to be like, <laughs> I'm racked with guilt and I'm racked with regret? I have no regrets. Mm. So that's something else to, for people to, to reflect on. And then when you reflect on that, people might get really depressed and go, well, I was listening to this Juicy Life podcast and this asshole Tyler was going on about blah, blah, blah. You should be, be more and be better and be more energetic and da, 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 da. So what do people do, therefore? What do you do? How do you, how do you live a more juicy life? That, that's, that's the interesting part. And the, the best life advice I ever got, and I believe it was a book by Darren Hardy. And it was, this is, this is my favorite. It's ready, fire, aim, not ready, aim, fire. So often, especially because of um, what we see on social media and all this stuff, we see people that are, that are living in this state of perfection. And we're like, we can't take that risk because one, I have an adverse relationship with, um, with mistakes, but two, I'm terrified of um, being wrong, putting myself out there or making a mistake. But the thing is, is this is your first season of podcasts. When you listen back in season three, you'll be like, wow, we could have done that better. I have uh, been on the already TED doing that. Yeah, already right? doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, when I look back at, um, I was asked to be a performer at, um, on the TEDx stage. And I look at what I presented and I cringe, cringe at myself. But even though I'm judging myself, they invited me back the next year to host the entire thing. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. ready, fire, aim means if you want to live a juicier life, if in the first five seconds you have an idea or somebody presents something to you, listen, ladies, I would really love for you to um, together um, put a live show together of your podcast and present it at this festival, blah, blah, blah. And both of you get the tickle in the first five seconds where you go, yes. 
everything beyond the next, those five precious five seconds is your brain convincing yourself out of something you've already said yes to. Mm -hmm. Your first five seconds is the gut. And I can listen to that five seconds because I'm, I'm used to it. But some people will therefore go, well, I don't know how to do an onstage production and I get really nervous speaking in front of people and I'm not in my living room, so I won't be comfortable and what will I wear? And I don't know if we'll get along with the guest and what if, what if, what if? And then we convince ourselves out of something that we've just gotten a shot of adrenaline for. That shot of an adrenaline rush is your yes. So ready, fire, aim. If you want to live a juicier say yes life is let's go start it and figure it out later. Right. Oh, that's so good. That's how you become a yes person and end up on all these adventures. That is so good. Are you familiar with uh, Mel Robbins and the five second rule? You better believe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same philosophy essentially. And I'm so glad you reminded me of that because I am guilty absolutely of, of the having the inspiration and then being like, you know, getting into, but, 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 and then talking myself out of things for sure still. And so that's such a beautiful reminder to just follow your inspirations and fire. Go, go, yeah, go, go with it. And then learn as you go. Let me give you an example from Mel Robbins. She yeah. just posted this the other day and I have it written here in my notes. She said, success comes from experience and experience comes from failure. You are not learning something if you are not making mistakes. Mm. I'm a, I'm a repeat that for the people in the back. Yeah, please do. <laughs> mistakes are proof that you are learning. Those are the exact words I tell my grade five sixes, mais en français, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, please be my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so mistakes are proof you're learning. If you think that you're going to start something new and be perfect at it right away, no. If you really want to do that, that podcast or start vlogging or start a TikTok account, do not expect that the first ones will be good, right? Or that, that they'll be perfect. You have to, you have to make mistakes first. It's called a growth mm -hmm. mindset. Like, mm -hmm. let's, let's think about this logically for a second. If I give you both a, a simple addition math problem right now, despite how good or awful we are at math, if you do not make a mistake, have you learned anything? No. 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 Mm -hmm. So if you think that perfection means that you are going to learn and grow, you are wrong. You have to make mistakes. And, the, and please, God damn it. Let them be glorious, garbage fire. <laughs> wow, that was embarrassing mistakes. <laughs> That's where you learn the most. No pansy mistakes. We want Come big, on garbage, now. big, garbage fucking mistakes. Fire. Big, <laughs> garbage fire. Big, nasty dumpster fires. Come on now. Oh my God. You just, I just Love have this it. thing where like, you know, I'm just noticing in my brain this, this thing, this thing sinking up in that I, I'm a growth junkie. Like I'm a nerd for expansion uh, and growth. And yet I still also have this hang up around the perfectionism and not wanting to make mistakes and wanting to be good at things. And so that is where I hold myself back still and I limit myself. So I'm just very inspired right now to lean more into the messy and make some garbage fire mistakes. You gotta, because <laughs> this is the other thing you have to, we all have to have a little bit more faith in ourselves and our aptitude and our, and our skill. 
here's an example. A part of the reason that I made it to the TEDx stage, and now I'm now I'm the official hype guy of the Toronto Blue Jays. The reason, yeah. you know, modest brag, <laughs> no full on brag, full on brag. Full on brag. Um, so the reason that that happened was this was this moment. I was working an event that I said yes to that I had no idea what I was doing, where I was asked to be the hype guy at the front lines of Mademoiselle, which was um, like a 5K women's run for cancer research. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be that guy. Let's go. I don't know sports. What are sports? <laughs> but I, I said yes, and I went. <laughs> then, not a word of a lie, I'm at the bottom of a mountain. It was a talisman resort. So uh, it's a, for those of you that don't know, it's, a, it's like a ski resort. And it was during the fall. So um, I'm at the bottom of the mountain. There is a videographer at the top of the mountain. After the event, he comes down, down the mountain, and he goes, excuse me, um, are you the guy that was like hyping the crowd beforehand? He goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, would you ever like do a show? Like, do you know the show Dragon's Den? I said, yeah. And he goes, would you ever host it? I said, yep. Hockeyness. I was like, yep. And yes. I was like, let me let me know when there's an audition. Like, I, I'd audition to host. He's like, no, I want you to do it. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And so, so I ended up hosting for three years the local chapter of Dragon's Den, which was a, with a live audience, not something filmed on TV. It was with a live audience with um, uh, one evening out of, um, I believe, October. So two things had to happen here. One, I had to have some belief in myself that I would figure it out and that I would make mistakes. Mm. And then two, we have to believe that if we are approached by somebody else to do something, hey, can you help me with this? Hey, I really think you'd be great at that. That they some, saw something in you that you might not have seen yourself. Mm. And then you need to trust in that and make it happen and make the mistakes until you get good at it. So mm. this guy, this random dude who ended up being the director of the show saw in me that I could host the show. And like Ellen DeGeneres or like any of the talk show hosts, I had to come out. I had a couple minutes to banter with um, the announcer and do like a comedy monologue. I don't know how to do that. I embarrassed myself the first time something fierce and I don't care. Because I grew, and guess who called me back for the next two years, right? Wow, it's and so, so cool. And so sometimes people see more in us than we can see of ourselves. So when you were talking about, you know, I, I really want to lean into um, uh, saying yes more and believing in myself a bit more that I can do it and make those messy mistakes. In the same, if you're ever approached by somebody to say, Hey, could, do you think that you could do this? Could you MC my wedding? Could you um, help me with the um, make some artwork for the cover of my new single? I don't know, whatever. Mm -hmm. it, if they asked you, they saw something in you. Mm, you yeah, Hold, holding it's up so the mirror, right? Like that's what Amen. we are always talking about. But um, I, I'm I want to ask about your journey. Mm. Um, you mentioned, you know, you haven't always been this juicy and mm -hmm. there was a time in your life where, you know, you, you were struggling and I, and I want to just speak to the humanity in that. And I'm wondering if you could share 
what you started to do to follow your yeses Mm -hmm. and how that might be applicable to someone listening who's maybe listening from that space. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, All right. So when I was 25, um, I was diagnosed with acute panic and anxiety disorder. Um, For anybody listening that struggles with anxiety, I can now tell you that I am unmedicated. I have a healthy level of anxiety, a human level of anxiety. And as a reminder to everybody out there, anxiety will never go away because it's a part of the human condition. But I have the skills now, the strategies and the know-how to deal with it in a way that is healthy. Mm -hmm. And a part of the reason that that started is because I was gay and I refused to say anything. Um, The first time I I said it, um, I said it to my best friend and I was so terrified of the words coming out of my mouth. I fell to the floor. I went into shock so extreme that my limbs stopped working. My hands wrapped around my body in like rigor mortis. My legs cramped up and I scream cried for I don't know how long. And she's like, I need to call an ambulance. And I was like, don't, 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 don't. So I swore her to secrecy and didn't say it again. Uh, didn't say it to another person for um, until I was 29 when I started dating in secret. And then I didn't actually come out until I was 32. And now I'm 39. So your question was, how did I start saying yes? A part of that reason that I was so sick is because I wasn't living authentically. I wasn't doing things that served me and made me feel good. And I was terrified of the world at large. The only way to convince your anxiety and insecurity that you're not that thing that it tells you you are is to do the things it tells you you cannot do. If you feel because of your anxiety, you cannot go into that restaurant, you got to take steps to go into that restaurant. The first time I ever had a panic attack was I was at a um, uh, curling tournament of all things. It was like a, <laughs> like a teacher curling tournament. And I said, yes. And I had a panic attack and didn't know what it felt like. And so I almost fainted. I thought I was fainting. That's what I thought the problem was. And so I went to the hospital and it was this, this whole big thing because that was the first time that I ever had a panic attack and and especially almost fainted. um, My body said, you can never go to an arena again. It's probably the lights that made you feel faint. Mm -hmm. Then I had another panic attack while I was showering and I was like, I cannot shower again because it's too much time to think. Then I had a panic attack while I was walking my dogs down the street. And I was like, I can't walk my dogs. It's too much time to think. People driving by probably saw me crying. And then I went, wait one goddamn second. If he, whoever that is, that extra voice in there is saying, I can't, I have to. And then I have to over and over and over again to prove to myself I'm not afraid to prove that I'm in control and the thoughts aren't in control because not everything our brain tells us is true. So once I started to realize that and my anxiety started to lift and I started to come out to more people and started living my authentic life, I started to get hooked on saying yes to cool opportunities. Mm. Now, if you really, really want to dissect this, because as somebody who's been in therapy for 14, 15 years, Mm -hmm. 
I know that a part of my reason, and this is full T, a part of the reason that I am an overachiever is because I knew I never felt enough growing up, period. But I am so thankful <laughs> to have the experiences that I do now because I, I know what's going on. You're an overachiever because you were never enough to yourself. But I'm filling it with things that I'm completely in love with. And so how do you make the transition from anxiety and fear into doing that thing? One, ready, fire, aim. Mm -hmm. Two, get out of your mother trucking way. Get out of your own way. <laughs> Excuses are you get it, getting in your way. Um, I need to do the research first. I need to have the outfit first. I need to have the da-da-da first. I need to talk to so-and-so first. I need to... Those are all getting in your way. Just do it and figure out later because here's the T also, you do not need to commit to whatever idea you just thought of trying out. I, I, have, I was recently working at a, um, a spiritual and wellness center and I was doing my intuitive readings there. I'm an orographer, I see auras and I draw them for people. And I tried it for probably six, five, six months and I realized, you know what? I love this gift and I love doing this for people, but it is really hard. It's really draining being in somebody else's energy or um, pulling up, digging up some secrets that I didn't intend to, but they're the message that I'm to share. Guess what, y'all? I don't have to keep doing it if I don't want to. <laughs> so just because you guys started a podcast, you're not a failure if you stop tomorrow after interviewing this asshole. You're like, I'm out of here. That guy was annoying. What a, what a windbag, right? So you don't, you don't have to commit to these ideas. Just because you're like, you're, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to take my Reiki training. Finish it. If you take the first two days of the course and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'll do with this in my future. Finish it so it's on your life's resume because you never know when you're going to need it or how it's going to blend with another gift or story mm. to create a new opportunity for you, right? Mm. All these opportunities are, are ways to network and expand and add to life's resume, make it juicy and delicious. So when you're at the pearly gates, you go, nailed it. That's such good advice. I feel like so often we we pull ourselves out of opportunities because we go down the path of future and we scare ourselves. Either we are like, I don't know if I'm going to want to do this or it's too big of a, of a mountain to climb, so I'm not going to go there versus just diving in and letting the experience unfold one step at a time and knowing that it will end up on your life resume and that is value in and of itself because you never know. I mean, our podcast was um, a friend of mine that I met at Burning Man randomly in the middle of the playa at sunrise. Wonderful guy, Dan, was following my camper van adventures on Instagram and said, this needs to be a show. You need your own show with your camper van. And I was like, well, if I was going to do my own show with a, he's a, he's a producer and if I was going to do my own show with a camper van, like what would I want to do? And I was like, well, I would want to explore and interview people and have experiences that explored what is juicy living and like, what would that look like? And so I put together like a pitch deck essentially of like what the show would look like. Well, that never went anywhere. And I was even in the process of like doing the work on it was thinking 
this is not going to go anywhere probably. Like, do I want to put all this energy into creating it? And then I was like, no, this is fun for me. This is the stuff I love. This is, I'm going to do it. Well, that didn't go anywhere. But then when I wanted to start a podcast, I had a whole other podcast idea that I was going to do. And then when I tuned into what really lights me up and what I want to explore and talk about, it was Juicy Living. And it was this whole, the same thing as the, the show would have been, but in a podcast form. And of course, I want to do it with my best friend who we talk about this stuff all the time anyways. And so it's, it's just an example of, you know, you never know what the life experience is going to lead to, but it's all part of you and your life experience. And it's just such a good reminder because I still will even, you know, having these experiences will stop myself at the gates because I'll go like, wait a minute, do I want to start putting this energy in or is it going to be a waste of time? That question. And that's it. To anybody who can't see us right now, I pointed because I was like, <laughs> that's just it right there. The, the idea of waste of time mm -hmm. I, is so funny to me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't even... Let's unpack that. Something being, something being a waste of time. How can it be a waste of time if, um, here's an example, Leonardo da Vinci, this brother. That was, old guy? That old guy <laughs> just came up with ideas, 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 and made like maquettes and models and da 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 da, -da and didn't actualize a, a lot of shit. He just drew and was the visionary and whatever. Mm. Is it a waste of time to have that experience? Was it a waste of time to try that thing? The only time that I would say it's a waste of time is when you literally didn't give it enough of a chance to get anything out of it. Do you know? So, so by that, I mean, let's say you, um, uh, you, you're like, I'm going to take Taekwondo and my goal is to get my, my white belt. And then you go for like three times and you're like, oh, it's, it's on a Tuesday and that's when I watch The Bachelorette. And so like, it's really not working for me. <laughs> that's, that's, then you've kind of sabotaged yourself because you haven't sucked the juice out of it. Have you mm -hmm. actually squeezed? Because anybody who's made lemonade or orange juice, it's a process. You got to put it on that ringer thing. You got to squeeze and you got to twist and your forearms got to work out. Your shoulders got to work out. Wait until those muscles burn before you say that there's no juice in this fruit, mm, right? So good. You got, you got to persevere a bit. And like, just as what you were saying, you were like, when, when this man in the playa is like, hey, you got you to start something up. We all have to stop assuming that you have nothing to share. Have you ever been on YouTube, y'all? Like, there, there's old ladies posting about their crochet projects. There's people <laughs> posting what they do with their hair, like, Hey guys, I just want to tell you about my morning routine. Today I started with an iced coffee and then I went to my favorite gym. Like <laughs> everybody has something to share. Stop assuming you have nothing. Yeah. Right? Wow. That is some good, that's some sage advice yeah. that I, I, I definitely feel in the, in the heart space because I still, even though I put out content and I, I'll have the like, does anyone want to even hear this? And then, you know, you get the feedback that like, I really needed this message today or this shifted, you know, my life in some big way. And you're like, fuck, right, right. Vlad. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vlad needed to hear that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's so good. So it's, it's so funny because the, the words that will pop up in your mind or from, 
the people in your life trying to hold you back, which happens if anybody starts to live a more juicy life, either inspired by this podcast or because of the, a nugget you heard today or whatever have you. For real, when you start to change yourself, the people that expect you to be same are going to be a bit apprehensive and probably a bit naysaying. Beware of don't, can't, won't, shouldn't, can't, if I already said that one, don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These are the words that says that it's not possible. But we know, the science of the mind told us at one point that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, that our, our brain essentially stops learning new things at a certain age. We know now that that's not true, that the mind is very plastic and malleable, and you can constantly wire it. And, and there, there's people who do entire YouTube channels. There's this one guy who has a kabillion followers where he literally teaches himself a completely random new skill every week. So like bow staffing, just knitting, gardening, whatever it might be, he teaches himself a completely impossible skill because the brain is plastic. Wow. I love that. So right. So, so we, so we have to stop thinking that, well, I'm 39. I can't do this, that, and the other thing. It, the amount of people that would tell me at 39 that I couldn't possibly have enough energy to be the hype guy for the Blue Jays, you best come to my show and see then, okay? <laughs> because, yeah, right. Like, says yeah, who? Right. Like, says, says who? who? <gasps> says who? Tyler, where I would you? come just for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't really like baseball, but I'd come. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just for the pre-show and then I'm out. Um, right. Or the halftime show. Um, where, like, where do you find in your life that you get you know, out of alignment to your juicy, your juicy life? And how do you get yourself just like back on course? Like what's your quick, like course, correct? Mm, 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 mm. Where do I get out of alignment? I get out of alignment by saying yes to things that do not give me the dopamine. Saying yes mm -hmm. to the people that didn't fill me up. And oftentimes that's out of, um, I call it friendship maintenance, where I feel in my heart, I have to do this for them because they're my friend, or I have to schedule this in for them because I am, um, I'm an introvert and I should really recharge today. Believe it or not, I'm an introvert, by the way. Um, I really <laughs> should be right now. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Um, I, I should be leaving this time for me to recharge, but I haven't seen this person in two months and they're probably going to think I don't like them anymore. So sometimes that happens where I fill up my, my plate with things that don't necessarily fill me up. Um, to be honest, I have one of those things this week. <laughs> I committed to something <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> but I have a skill where I can help somebody do something, so I'll do it. But it does make me feel a little out of alignment because the things that you want to be doing more are weighing on you. I should have been using this time for that. I should have been using this time for this. How do I course correct? I just keep working on it because I still make the mistake over and over and over and over again. But mistakes, therefore, are proof I'm learning to go, 
I will never do a favor for that person again because they were very ungrateful. I will not do that again because after doing it for six weeks and really wringing the juice of of that particular orange, it does not fill my cup as much as I thought it did. Mm -hmm. So I just learned that the things that I, that I don't want to do, but we're all human. So sometimes you can't pre course correct. You just have to afterwards go, I should have done known better. Mm, interesting. I'm curious, is there a way that you are able to tune in to know whether it's like a, it's like a yes from a place of inspiration or a place from obligation? Like, is there a way that you feel that in your body or there's thoughts that come up or like, how do you decipher that? I think, so they say, um, if it's not an emphatic yes, then it's a hell no. And, uh, I don't necessarily always agree with that because if anybody out there listening is an entrepreneur, there's so much about the job that isn't filling. (laughs) There's so much (laughs) about being an entrepreneur that you're like, that's um, actually not an emphatic yes. So I'm not going to send that invoice because it's boring. Right. Yeah. yeah, If you want to get paid. Right. (laughs) So, um, uh, um, you know, let's, let's go back to the question again, because I think I'm on a tangent here. The question was, yeah, I'm just curious if there's a way, because you, you said that like you get out of alignment by saying yes to the, the, the things that aren't nourishing. So just if there's a way that you can check in with yourself and know that answer, right. what, what, where the yes is coming from. Yeah. So I think it's just that first five seconds of somebody's like, um, well, for instance, when you both reached out to me, do you want to be on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> there it is. Anything beyond that, oh, well, I have a really busy week. Oh, my voice is a little scratchy. Oh, I didn't dye the gray out of my beard and it's a Zoom call, so they're going to see it. These t- <laughs> these kinds of things I could talk myself out of, but it's that first five seconds. If somebody's like, hey, do you want to, um, uh, you know, uh, help me muck the stalls at this like volunteer horse, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> but I'm like, sure. I knew right. I knew right away. Right. Right. So it's that first five seconds. What did your brain tell you as soon as it was offered to you? Please don't ever dye the gray out of your beard or your hair. It looks so good. Thank you. I leave it. I leave my silver streaks on the side. I'm checking myself out in the Zoom call here. (laughs) But but my chin, I I die out. It's a little bit too early for me. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Here here for it all. But also, I'm I'm a woman, so whatever. Take that with a grain of salt. Right. Right. Um, You don't really care what we think. Yeah, yeah, you don't really care. I I still take the compliment. My cheeks are red. I'm blushing right now. So I'll take it. Um, So I have have one question that we should probably wrap up here shortly as much as I don't want to because it's so juicy. But I know that I've heard, well, I've seen on your Instagram, I know you have a turtle. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I have heard your house is really juicy and you do all these things and I'm just I'd like to know for you in the micro moments what sort of some like little day-to-day things that just tickle your fancy in your life that you're like not maybe not like a big thing but like Mm -hmm. these little things that you're like oh man I love this this is so juicy here and like you know this Mm -hmm. this coffee or this this whatever Mm -hmm. I just want to know those little You're intuiting some things already. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) I I had a night the other night where I went, this is how you date yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I struggle with the the buzz, the buzz word right now, self-care, 
because everybody says self-care. And I was listening to a podcast I did a while back, making a mistake, where I constantly said, you know, doing the work, doing the work, another buzzword that annoys me, but that's for another podcast. (laughs) The other night, I put on the most evocative, like cinematic, big music. And I put on these beautiful lights that I have in my house. I burned some Palo Santo and I was just like casually cleaning and I was dancing and I was wearing stuff and I like looked good. And I was like, (laughs) I fucking love this. It was just such a micro moment of, I could save this scented candle for when company comes, but it Mm. smells so good. I'm burning it now for who? For me. Yes. I, you know, it's, it's a Tuesday. Um, and I probably shouldn't have that second beer, but I don't care. I want it because I am vibing. Um, Ooh, my plants. I got this new like spritzer for my plants because I'm that plant gay. And I'm over (laughs) here, I'm spritzing all my plants, just living my best life. So, so the micro moments are life is hard. Things are difficult. We all have some level of anxiety and depression. Fact. But when you feel a moment building within you, there's your fruit to take the juice from. So, so me, it just started with one evocative song. And I started dancing like beautifully, if I do say so myself. <laughs> and uh, um, I had my beer and the light. And then I was like, no, no, no. I want, I want this to feel more special. I put on that candle. Like, I think to answer your question, find those moments and let them be cinematically beautiful. What's the difference between falling in love on a rom-com and falling in love in real life? The soundtrack. That's it. <laughs> it's, that's it. It's like these beautiful moments happen in real life. It's just we don't have the crescendo when we kiss. And so, so it, music is a part of it, yes, but that's just a metaphor for add a little bit more deliciousness when you start to feel the tickle of this is a beautiful moment when you're out in the forest and you're like gosh it really is a beautiful day hug that tree sis right (laughs) um you you're you're out to dinner and you and and your your bestie are having a beautiful dinner and you're like this bottle of wine's 42 dollars, and this one's 52 but i really want to try it buy the 52. If you're vibing, buy the $52 bottle of wine, figure it out later, right? So once again, there's the moment you're having this amazing time, up-level it where you can. And so Mm -hmm. treat yourself, date yourself. God, so good. You're speaking our language. So good. Yes. Make make your own soundtrack. Yeah. Raise raise those Mm -hmm. vibrations. Savor. Savor the goodness. So, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like, yeah, like sinking into it more. Like, how can I bring this to the next level? How can I lean into more yummy, more juicy, and just appreciating the moment? I know that we have to wrap up, but I have to say on top of that is so often our brain is so quick to tell us to wallow in a shitty feeling. But how often do you take the time to wallow in a good one? Ooh. I leave you with that. Ooh. I leave you with that. 
fire. Oh, so good. Fire. Wallow in the good feelings. Right? <laughs> like, you don't have to eat that tub of ice cream because you're feeling like shit. You can eat that tub of ice cream because you're having a great night, too. Yes. yes absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Dairy-free ice cream for me, Reframe. though, please. Reframe. Reframing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so, awesome. so, so good. <laughs> Tyler, where can we find you and tell us if there's anything coming up that we should know about? Yes. So you can find me on the interwebs at www.tylerc, as in the letter C, boil.com or dreamwalkersmeditations.com. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Monsieur Boyle, which is M-O-N-S-I-E-U-R, Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. I love that. Amazing. I'm going to go follow all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. This has been my favorite. It's, it's fantastic. Your, your vibe is so good. It's so high. By the way, my production company or my corporation is called High Vibe Productions Incorporated. So (laughs) when you you said before, I'm going to get a little hippie and like use the word high vibrations, I was like, "Mm, you're speaking my language. "Mm -hmm." Right, right. (laughs) A topic, a topic for another day is I would love to discuss coming out of the spiritual closet. It because that is a oh, real thing too. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's we'll have you back. Two. We'll have okay. you back. Hundred percent. We're already having you back. Yeah. You guys like have next been week, maybe. Stellar. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> and it's an emphatic yes. All right. <laughs> Woo. What a guy. Oh, that was that. So juicy. The the spirit artist. I just love the notion of uh, being someone who seeks to lift people's spirits, the art of lifting Mm -hmm. someone's spirit. Mm -hmm. What a noble endeavor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could could mean so many things, right? But yeah, Mm -hmm. spirit, lifting of spirits, like, oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, I feel like there's so many takeaways that we Mm -hmm. will obviously highlight uh, that I will be sitting with through the next mm-hmm. few weeks, months, life. Uh, yeah, just the notion of of saying yes and following those impulses and not, you know, re- ready, fire, aim. I love that idea of yeah. not not thinking your way out of things that feel like an inspiration, really following through on what lights you up. That is definitely something I want to practice. Oh, gosh, me too. I mean, I think about all the times that I definitely can have a case of the perfectionist side creep in where I want, you know, I, I want to make sure that I know what the outcome is going to be. And so I need to like do preparation or whatever, but I, I love the idea of just diving in and doing it because it lights you up and just knowing that you can always pivot and and change direction and, squeeze all the juice out of it. And if there's no juice left to be squeezed, then you move on. Totally. I I feel like I want to actually create a mindset around uh, leaning into making mistakes, like like Mm -hmm. expecting, expecting mistakes and getting excited about them versus, you know, trying to dodge and avoid mistakes because it's in the avoiding of the mistakes that we avoid being alive, which was another great point that he brought up, you know, the being alive mm-hmm. versus just living. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I want to, want to lean into you to mistakes so that I can grow. And so that mm-hmm. I can follow through on the things that, that are exciting to me and yeah, allow myself to, to 
not hold back uh, because I'm afraid of some unknown outcome. Yeah. 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 We really can never know what the outcome's going to be, right? In general. Uh, and that's the big, biggest trip. Oh, and our um, gorgeous imagination imaginations usually whip up something way worse than totally. what actually will happen. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, I loved when he was sharing about, you know, what seems like a common, uh, a juicy life ingredient with you, Aaliyah, of adventure and the way that he, you know, approaches all of these different projects and uh, goals and different possibilities with this sense of adventure um and you know like knowing when he comes to the end of his life that he at least he fulfilled that and how Mm. I translated that in my brain is that you know maybe not everybody has that sense of adventure in their life um Mm. that is 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 what makes their life juicy I I would say I have a sense of like possibility of following that possibility that feels juicy to me but maybe not adventure in the same way but I have several other things that are juicy to me and if I know if I fulfill those things and if I'm just Mm. living my juicy life by those different values Mm. then yes I come to the end of my life and I'm like I was doing all the things that felt that really felt that lit me up Mm. Yeah, right. Like when you get to, if you ask yourself, you know, if I'm lying on my deathbed, did I live a juicy life? What are the things that come up for you? What would make you go, yes, I fulfilled all that juice by doing all these these things or living in this way or feeling a certain way or whatever mm-hmm. it is that makes you feel like, yes, I can die now and feel like, you know, I didn't, I, I, I don't have any regrets and I didn't mm-hmm. miss out. That's really the question because we all have a different idea about what that would be. And so Mm -hmm. it's really getting more clear on that and then making space for it, which is why we're doing this podcast because we Mm -hmm. want to get more clear and make space for what is juicy. Yeah. And it's never too late. He really hit that home too. Mm. It's never too late. You can't think, you know, I'm X age and therefore I shouldn't do this thing or it's too late to start. I had that experience. Um, recently I was on a, there was something bouncing around my, my head around age. And, and it was about, you know, when you're, I don't know, let's call it 65 or something. I'm like, well, why would I have my dream house when I'm 65? I I don't know. I'm making up something stupid. It it was some kind of thing (laughs) where I had in my brain, this age limitation. And the very next day I was on a call where the one of the panelists was late to the call because he was uh, surfing and he didn't have Wi-Fi connection in his little beach town house. So he had to scooter over to the next town. This man was 86 years old. <laughs> and I just like laughed at myself at my own limitation, imposed limitation that mm. just, you know, was for, for no reason. And it was just like, oh, that, yeah. There was the mm-hmm. answer. I needed this guy's living his juiciest life at age 86. And there's really no limitations to when you can do all the things that really light you up. No, no, no. Best to start now, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wait. Yeah. No, start now. Start now because, yes. because there's so much joy to be had now. Yes. 
Yes. And I love that you asked about the, the, you know, the, the more micro moment moments in, in his day, because that's another point we're also trying to hit home is that, you know, the, the, a juicy life is made up in the moments, in the minutiae, in the, the, the bit by bit, day by day. And so I love that he sort of gave the metaphor of like, almost like dialing up the soundtrack of your, of your moments of your day. Like what, you know, how can you lean into using the, the expensive candle or, you know, like mm-hmm. d- turning your cleaning your house into a dance party, like just mm-hmm. the, all the ways in which we can amplify our joy or our yumminess or, or our, our juice in a moment just by thinking, asking ourselves that question and making it yeah. a little, a little better, a little more yeah, delicious. And, what, and whatever that is for you, like if it's nourishment or I don't know, quiet moments or whatever it might be, it's like, how can you multiply this right now just to kind of really milk it, mm-hmm. wallow in it, as he said. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I, I love, love that, that so much. I'm going to do some major wallowing tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, making everything just like a touch sexier. And like not even like a touch, like three times, 10 times. Ten ta- know, let's 10x this like, sexy. Let's 10x yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and 100x. It's yeah. such a, it's really just bringing such a deep presence to the moment and an awareness of the ability to do that and mm. the choice to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we keep com- kind of coming back to that presence and the intention mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. perception and, yeah, deciding. Yeah. Choose choose juiciness. How will you choose juiciness today? And here are the takeaways. Number one, be in the business of making people happy and serving others because there's a kickback for you. Number two, live the yes life. Yes to the things that fill you up. Number three, it feels okay to be busy if you're doing what you love. You'll find the balance too. Number four, when you're in your element, when you're high vibing, it's contagious and has a ripple effect in the world. Number five, ready, fire, aim. Act on your inspirations before talking yourself out of them. Number six, mistakes are proof you're learning. Make glorious garbage fire mistakes. (laughs) Number seven, nothing is a waste of time. It all goes on your life resume. Follow through on your inspirations. Number eight, get out of your mother truck and way. Beep, beep. (laughs) Number nine, when you feel a juicy moment building within you, ask yourself, what can you do to make it more delicious? Where can you up-level that moment? And number 10, savor the goodness. Wallow in your good feelings. Woo! Mm. Thank Mm. you so much for listening, everyone. If this resonated with you and you can think of somebody that might benefit from this hype and feel-good feelings, please share it with them. We really want to spread the love in the world. We appreciate you. Also, if you want to subscribe and write a review, that really helps us out. So we... We love it and we appreciate you so much. Until next time. So much. Until next time, stay juicy. At a time when we all need a second lease on life, an opportunity to begin again, to begin anew, to see ourselves differently. Why for you was this the right time?